I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. friends and welcome back to a brand new episode of the unbreakable you podcast so for the past few weeks i think we have been talking a lot about periods or lack thereof we've had a lot of episodes lately about hypothalamic amenorrhea and i know that's what so many of you enjoy most about what i talk about you love when i talk about ha recovery this week we are still talking about periods but specifically PMDD. So this is premenstrual dysmorphic disorder and it really hits close to home for me. This is actually something that shows up in my life right around the time I'm about to get my period and it's really common. So I had Tasha Allen reach out to me to come on the show this week to talk about PMDD and also cycle alignment and how aligning with your cycle can really help these PMDD symptoms and just how she has been helping other women in her practice. So I'm really excited for you to learn from Tasha this week. She's absolutely incredible. I love her energy. It's so magnetic. And of course, I had to ask her what her human design type is. And of course, because I instantly felt that magnetic feeling towards her, she's obviously a generator. So this is me with Tasha Allen, and I will see you next week. Hey, Tasha, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me this week. Yes, I'm so excited as well. So thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, anyone who wants to sit down with me and talk about periods and the menstrual cycle and how we can really thrive by like tuning into that part of ourselves is always welcome on the show. I'm just so excited. I love it. And I love your show as well, because periods and menstrual cycle is such a taboo topic. So, you know, sometimes when I'm talking to ladies about it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's gross. Or why do you want to talk about that? Or I get like, oh, I feel bad for you. You know, so I love it when I, you know, find podcasts or meet other women who loves the menstrual cycle and learning and teaching about it. Hey, yes, but I must say I wasn't always this way. So I'm curious about your journey. Like, have you always been super into period stuff and hormone talk and things like that? Was this always part of your life? No, it wasn't, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what led me on this journey um, to teach other women about menstrual cycle alignment was myself. Um, Before I started period coaching, I was helping women heal their feminine energy wounds, mother wounds, and sister wounds. 
And a part of that, for me, my menstrual shame came up. So I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that your menstrual cycle, your period is all about, it's feminine. It's about being a woman. So I did a lot of deep work on that. And I just loved it so much, the science behind it and just the spiritual side behind it. And I was like, this is what I got to do. So no, I was not always like that. And through my own healing, that is how I'm so open and excited to talk about it. So cool. So I love what you said about doing like that, like the mother wound healing and also sister wound healing. I love that type of work. But throughout your healing journey, did you have any specific type of hormone related imbalances or period problems? Like what's your story with that? So yeah, I had, after I had my two kids, so I have a four-year, five-year-old, I started having like really, really bad cramps and I did not know like what really was going on. Um, of course I started doing research and I actually worked with a period coach at first and I learned about like milk. <laughs> so I cut out dairy, uh, commercial dairy. Um, I changed my menstrual products because that could have been linked. Um, also my dieting as well. I started eating food that um, uh, that was had less histamine in it because I used to get a lot of hives. Also, I changed my washing detergent, like the uh, products I put on my face and everything. And now I am honored to say I have pain-free periods. Nice. And that's kind of how things should be, right? Like, I think we should, or it's kind of a really great practice to get into about like tracking our cycles and kind of having an idea, okay, my period should be coming within the next couple of days, like where I'm at in my cycle right now, I know that it's going to be coming in the next few days, but do we actually need a whole week of feeling awful and very like in your face symptoms before and after and in between like that's not how our cycle needs to look even though we kind of have been told that it is like a normal thing if the cycle is like that right and I always say like our period problems and a lot of our period pains is common but it's not normal and it has to be something we have to look at I always tell people, look at the signs that you're ignoring because it's, it's more to it. Your body is always speaking to you and telling you something. And I don't know, it's just like, we just ignore these signs. But yes, like you said, it is not normal at all. Not normal. So as a period coach, like what kinds of women are coming to you? What problems do they have or imbalances that they're looking to address with you? Like, how do you help them? Okay, so I actually specialize in premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD. And what I do is I help the women entrepreneurs reduce the debilitating, the, the, I'm sorry, the debilitating premenstrual mood disturbances of PMDD. So a lot of coaches focus on the physical side, but I focus more on the emotional side. Um, so a lot of women that come to me have rage towards their partners, um, they cannot complete like their business tasks. They're feeling shame, anger, guilt, hurt, sadness, um, a lot of negative self-talk. But this is only happening in the luteal phase of the menstrual cycle. And right before and then once they start their period, all the symptoms are gone. 
So that is how I help my clients. Yeah, I definitely feel that for sure. I can always, I mean, it's nothing out of control, but I think it's always something that I'm a little bit more aware of that I can be a little bit more critical or a little bit more, you know, easy to anger or just irritated, that sort of thing. So I love that you're helping women with that. And I know something else that you do is like actually help women to align with their cycle. You do a lot of like cycle alignment stuff, not necessarily, I mean, with food, not so much, but it's more like the, how you approach your day-to-day living or your week-to-week living according Mm -hmm. to your menstrual cycle. So it actually works for your business and your lifestyle and things like that. So is that kind of your approach for the women that are experiencing all of those mood disturbances? Like, is that kind of one of the pieces that you help them with is like yes. this alignment? Okay. Yes, that is actually the last thing we do. And the reason why I love talking about it, um, adding it into it with business, because I honestly believe what we do in the menstrual phase, in the follicular phase, in the ovulation phase of our cycle will show up in that last phase. So if we're stressed out, you know, overworking ourselves all earlier in the months, all the earlier parts of our cycle, then when we are, you know, in the little phase, all of that is giving us feedback. So yes, that even though that's the last thing, it's one of the most important parts as well. Because if we know, you know, our energy is going to be lower at this time of the cycle, like we don't have to go all in. And um, especially if you're an entrepreneur, it's a lot of stuff out in the industry. We see all these people talking about, you know, all their success and it's just so much stuff. And we just get carried away and feeling not enough. So we pile extra stuff on. It's hard for us to like sit down and relax. You know, I don't know about you, but I had a time in my business when I had toxic productivity. I would finish everything. I'll finish working with my clients. I would finish my content creating. I'm like, okay, what's next, Tasha? What else can I do? Because it's 12 o'clock, you know? <laughs> what else can I do? You know, I get on Facebook. Oh, well, she did this. I may need to be doing more. But once I started tuning into my menstrual cycle or the moon cycle, and I saw that, hey, my energy is going to be lower, I just want to relax and I just want to sit back and do something. Maybe I don't want to be visible on social media. Maybe I want to write content today. Maybe I don't want to do a live video today. And that is what I help them with learning their unique menstrual cycle and then just aligning your business tasks to that so you can still have maximum success. Right on. So what does your week look like? Because I know, you know, how my hormones fluctuate throughout my cycle and what we tend to feel energetically, um, able to do throughout those different phases and let me tell you like (laughs) during my bleed the hermit mode is so real like you know I know usually like the week passes I'm like wow I literally did not show my face on my stories once this week like I just didn't do anything you know um because I'm just in complete hermit mode (laughs) So that's awesome. And there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, some people would say, you know, it's fine. And I like it because that's like built in self-care for you. That's built in rest time for you, you know? So because sometimes, so for me, when I'm on my bleed, I have a lot of energy, but I know 
you know, my hormones are low. So even though I feel a lot of energy, I still don't do anything. Even though I have all the energy, I'm like, no, you know what? I'm still going to relax and be hermit as well. Because I know if I go all in through the whole month, I'm going to be hurting. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be upset at myself because I know I should have had that self-care for those five days, relaxing and using my imagination, my creative side to think of stuff to do in my business. So if you're resting, that's fine. You don't have to do all the things. Okay. So don't feel bad about it. Yeah. And I think, you know, like this isn't the stuff that we learn about in school growing up, but there is kind of that self-acceptance piece to this rather than fighting the fact that we feel like we do need that downtime, that we do need that rest, that we do feel like hermity and we don't want to do all of these social activities while we're on our cycle or like while we're during like that menstruation phase knowing that like that's how we're kind of supposed to feel and that's the cycle we're in or the phase of the cycle we're in we can like start accepting that and then it feels better right like we don't feel like we have to do it all Exactly. And that's how I feel too. And that's what, like I was saying earlier, like just sometimes just shutting off social media and creating your own schedule. Um, I had a coach when I first started coaching and she tried to give me a like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like stuff to do every day. And I felt so bad and so guilty. And I felt like a failure because she was like, Hey, Tasha, on Monday, every Monday, you're supposed to be doing this. Well, every Monday, some Mondays I was going all in. And then some Mondays I was like, I can't do this. And I felt really bad. And this is like doing the same thing every day. Some time blocking is great for some people, daily time blocking. But for me, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And that's why I love like cycle syncing or whatever term you, you know people use. Because I know doing right when I come off my period, into the ovulation phase, I feel so good. I can do all the writing. I can do all the live videos. I can do all of that, prep that for the month. And then all the other days, just relax and not feel like a failure and not overwork my body and not have so many period pains and mad, you know, at myself. It's laying in a bed with a, a um, castor oil pack on my stomach and not doing anything. Now I just, you know, have my period and I'm out relaxing, you know? (laughs) And like, you're actually able to, like, this is the thing. If we can actually give ourselves that pause that we actually need, we can not only enjoy that by like giving ourselves permission to actually do it rather than like resisting, resisting, resisting. We can actually enjoy it, but then you're going to enjoy every other phase of your cycle more as well because if you're resisting the slowdown piece you're just going to move into ovulation where you generally should be feeling like pretty vibrant and like maybe more social but like if you're resisting the pause period you're just not going to be able to experience all of the other phases as like best as you could if you did, you know, right. I get, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I totally understand. I get what you're saying because all of it is important. You know, um, the follicular phase and the luteal phase, which is absolutely forgotten about. No one never talks about what's up here on your podcast. 
this is a period podcast. No one ever talks about, it's like those phases are so important as well. And also like what your brain is doing during those phases as well. It's so important. I love that you brought up charting before because I am big on charting. Um, I don't really, I personally don't like to use apps um, because I always lose data every time I update and something's always going on with it. Girl, so I-, <laughs> I was using this. No, I am interrupting here. Like I was using, okay, I didn't have my period for 12 years. So when I got it, it was like, this big deal and I downloaded this app super pumped to start tracking my cycle for literally the first time in my entire life and one day I logged on and I had I think like a solid six months logged and I logged in and it was all gone all gone so eventually I found a better app it has not lost my data and then I got a Garmin watch and it has an amazing like cycle tracker it's awesome. So now that's that. what I'm using. But okay, so you don't use apps. So what are you oh, using? Yeah. So I have a, a coloring mandala that I use. And yeah, so I, it's creative. It's like a little meditation for me. It's part of my night routine. And then I also do some journaling too, because I like to look back and just reflect and see. And for me, I sound fine. Like some of the apps were restricting because I would track my productivity. I mean, I track a lot of stuff, my productivity, my BBT, um, my cervical fluids, my mood, my energy. I also track my money because I started to see over time, hmm, I made more money of this part of my cycle. So then if you if you like to launch in your business then you can um, launch and flow, According to that time, especially around ovulation, like you said, we feel pretty. Our verbal skills are at the bomb.com. So I track so many things and I can just go back and look at it. But also how I'm feeling mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, like I journal and write all of that stuff down. So I like to go back and compare. And I find like some of the apps, um, I forgot what that was. Can't remember the name right now. It has some of the parts, but I just felt like writing it down. It was just a mind-body connection of what I can remember. So yeah, oh, but yeah. at least if you're tracking or chart anyway, anyway is good. Just start. Track it some way. You actually gave me an idea. So I track all of my symptoms and everything like that um in my app, as I mentioned, but it would be cool because I'm already journaling if I just wrote what day of cycle I'm on for my journal entry. That would be cool because then you can yeah. like look back mm-hmm. and see like oh wow I was sad on like this day for these past five cycles yeah yeah and also too um so a lot of how my clients you know when they're journaling like that they can go back and see like when you're adding what day you were in your cycle so if they will say hey you know I had a lot of headaches I was stressed out this month in my period then you can go back in your journal and see okay yeah me and my partner got into a big fight Uh, I'm moving out or whatever. So all that stress. And now when you come on your period, that possibly could have been the link to why you're having these problems, a lot of stress or more heavy bleeding. And then we'll look at the previous month Well, the previous month, you didn't have any symptoms and before that. Okay. So let's go two more cycles and see how that is. Okay. No period problems after that. Okay. So possibly it could have been that argument, the overwhelm, the stress or whatever it is. So let's fix that. Let's work on that. So that's why I love charting. It's my favorite thing to do. So great. (laughs) And I mean, 
I am such a cervical mucus kind of gal. Like, I think it's fascinating. So that's one of my favorite things to chart. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. All talks. And like I said, before all of this was taboo to me as well. So I love learning and like meeting other people in the period community. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Like, and so when I meet people, they say, I've never heard of a period coach. And I was like, really? Because it's a lot of people talking about periods and things out. Like, what are you doing? Where are you at? Like, we're everywhere. So I love it. I love that you were talking about that too. Yeah, well, I just like how you said like a period community. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, actually, yeah, there is definitely a community of people that are just kind of really devoted to learning more about their cycle and honoring this part of being. And there's so many of of us specializes in all different types of things, you know, from I know some coaches, uh, if you're getting off hormonal birth control, you have acne, she help you with your acne, fertility, infertility, PCOS, endo, it's like never ending. It's kind of like so, so much to learn. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I'm smiling. I was getting excited when I think like, I love your energy. Yes. And my hope is like, went like a whole school of this period coaching school to open up. And I mean, it's just, how cool would that be? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, before we move on to the next phase of the cycle, I want to know if you know, do you know your human design type? Yes. I'm so curious just hearing from you talk <laughs> okay, for the okay. past 20 minutes. I'm like, I need to know this girl's human design type. Okay. I'm a 5-1 generator. Are you? You're a generator. Well, no wonder like you, you know, had kind of some... Thing, like that tendency to always feel like you needed to be productive, right? Because yeah. you, yeah. Oh my god. Go, yeah. <laughs> what did oh, you guess? I love it. Pardon? What did you What did you think I was? What did you guess? What was your well, guess? I seriously was like, is this girl a manifester? Because oh. just like <laughs> the way that you're talking and coming up with like this idea for period, like a school, right, of all of us period coaches and stuff, I thought, I was like, dang, that's a good idea. I'm a manifester. So that's why I was like, did I meet one of my kind? But everyone's cool. But yeah, cool. A generator. Awesome. So moving on from the menstrual phase to follicular phase right so the second phase of our cycle so for you like your recommendation for um, menstruation would be resting and kind of allowing us to take that pause right Mm -hmm. so then what does the second phase look like in terms of the business activities or you know like those day-to-day activities that you would recommend or help your clients with so usually in the menstrual phase, I would say this is a lot of plant, like uh, creative thinking, visualizing phase. So when you move into the follicular phase, this is the time to actually plan it out, plan out everything, those ideas you had in the menstrual phase and plan it all out. Uh, get your business plan together or your life plan together, because I do believe business and life is together. So I don't separate my business and life. I do it together. So just start planning. So that's what I recommend. All those ideas that you had in the menstrual phase that you wrote down on those journals, all those ideas, uh, figure out which one you actually want to act on and plan it out. Cool. 
Awesome. And you should be feeling like, okay, I'm ready to kind of plan this and get going on this idea if you actually did give yourself that rest time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So then from that planning phase, now it's all about the doing. So in that ovulation phase, get out there, start networking, start doing those live videos, start showing your face up, uh, start speaking. Because in my research, I found that our estrogen levels are linked to our verbal skills. So our estrogen levels are peaking that time in ovulation before it dips right back down and peaks back up for Ludo. So this will be a good time for you to get out there and be visible. Now, let me say this as a disclaimer. Because everyone's cycle is not like this. And I know for the ladies who have PMDD, after ovulation is the time when they have all those intrusive thoughts. So this is, once you chart, then you'll understand. So I'm just speaking from my experience right now. So some people would say, you know, um, some people have ovulation cramps or they, they really don't want to do anything in ovulation. So this is just from my experience and most of my clients who don't experience, uh, you know, the typical period problems. Cool. Right on. Yeah. And then also if you aren't really feeling like this and you're like, wow, I actually have a lot of symptoms coming up around this time. It might be an opportunity for you to just kind of turn within and see what areas are needing to be kind of like addressed or focused on or balanced out too. Yes, yes, yes. That is, that is very true. I'm glad you said that because I honestly believe it's all inward. It's all internal. Uh, our body is just, it's giving us a sign, a, a cry for help for us to listen to. So yeah, love that. Yeah. So ovulation, as you said, is kind of that time to be like, get it done kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You're and in that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And vibrant and just like doing the thing. That's kind of how I am like making like the calls, like kind of filling up your calendar. That's exactly how I see it. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Same here. Same here. Me too. And you would know. So once you start charting, once again, <laughs> you would know, you know, when it's time for ovulation to schedule in those calls and not overdo it, you know, because if you overdo it in the menstrual phase, by the time ovulation phase hit, although you have that energy, you may be burnt out by that time and like, okay, let me cancel. <laughs> let me cancel these calls because you're going to overwork yourself all the earlier the month. Right. Yeah. And what about after ovulation? So How my do you favorite- experience that? My favorite phase after ovulation, my favorite phase uh, is the little phase. It's overlooked. (laughs) And I like this phase um, for so many different reasons. The first reason is this is the phase I clean my house for some reason. I'm like organizing everything, cleaning the baseboards, washing dishes, reorganizing my kid's closet. I love that. It seems like to me in this phase, it's like I'm just wrapping up loose ends in my business. Um, just looking over my calendar, reviewing my spreadsheets, looking at my money, <laughs> seeing what happened earlier that month. But not only that, I also rest in this phase too. Um, so I actually break the Ludo phase down into two phases. So I have like the regular Ludo and then the deep Ludo is when I go, when it's closer to my period's about to come on. That is the time where I go into my deep self-care, relax and 
just really trust myself because for me in this phase is where a lot of imposter syndrome come up for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I always tell myself, this is not the time, Sasha, to be making any big decisions in business, doing my website over, switching my messaging, my positioning. This is not the time to make any hiring coaches either, you know, because <laughs> of fear of missing out. This is not the time. I will make all those big decisions in the follicular or ovulation phase. But this time here, no, because I will be mad <laughs> at myself. Come back around the next part of the cycle. Okay, I have to say, so we've definitely talked about like the menstrual cycle on this show before and how the four different phases kind of look and feel and can impact a person. But I really don't think anyone has really put it like that before, as in the days leading up to when your cycle starts all over again. So the very last few days of your cycle that is really where those thoughts are ramped up. The imposter syndrome is ramped up. And I really like how you said that the time where you're not going to make those decisions, like even something as simple as, and it's so funny you say this, I literally said at the beginning of the show that, you know, my period's going to come any day now. And I kid you not, like yesterday, I was thinking, oh, should I just like redo my website, you know, and like, does it actually need to be redone? No. But like, it's funny that you said that because I literally had that thought yesterday. Okay, yes. So you're like me. (laughs) I'm on the phone with my business bestie. And it's so crazy because I tell my clients when they call me like, oh, my God, I hate this. I say, hey, what phase of your cycle are you in right now? And they be like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it's something to think about seriously because it only happens like all month. You just like the bomb.com. And just this time, you're like, I don't, I don't know. What is it? I want to change the colors. Everybody has yeah. pink on their website. I want to change mine to red now. So yes. Mm-hmm. It's a I'm real like, thing. who am I? Am I doing what I need to be doing? Like, do people like me? And, you know, like all the things, all the things yes. that in the little phase. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So pay attention next time when mm-hmm. you're in that phase. Yes. It's it's, it's uh, my coach call it business PMS. That's what she calls it. <laughs> I like that because yeah, like I mean, especially when it's specifically about business decisions. But no, I really appreciate you sharing like that's not even the time where you're going to hire someone or just make any kind of business decisions during that time and I like how you said you kind of set aside those last few days of your cycle to just really do those self-care practices and if people want kind of a new way of looking at like why we would do that, I feel like it's almost like celebrating that past cycle and then welcoming in a new one. You know, if you wanted kind of a way to look at it, to be almost consistent with it, just seeing it as, hey, I'm going to do these self-care practices because I'm wrapping up this cycle, like kind of honoring the cycle that just happened. And then setting yourself up for this new cycle to begin to. Yes. And I want to talk a little bit about self-care. Um, because mm-hmm. this helped me well. So I, I did the motions of self-care for a long time in, in my face because 
you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. But um, I didn't see a change in my period cramps and my period problems until I start incorporating some self-compassion as well. So I think a lot of times we do self-care because we know we're supposed to do it, but we're so mean to ourselves. We're so judgmental to ourselves. So also in addition to just the regular self-care stuff I, I do, I always talk to myself kindly. When I'm having those thoughts, tell me, Tasha, I love you. You're doing a good job. And just be nice to myself. Just how I'm, show compassion to other people. You know, let me not forget to show compassion to myself. Definitely in this deep little face, because you would think you're a bad mother, bad wife, bad business partner, bad coach, bad woman, bad man, bad anybody, bad person, you know? So yes, definitely um, have a self-compassion plan in addition to your self-care plan in this deep little phase of your menstrual cycle. Nice. Well, we are big on self-compassion around here. I personally, I know you have a program, which we can talk about in a bit, but yeah, I have a program where I coach women through, it's called Back Home to You. And we literally have a whole module, two actually, we spend two weeks working on self-compassion. And I also think, you know, like having just the awareness of the fact that oh, wow, my, those like nasty thoughts might ramp up during that time of my cycle. And just simply having that awareness. And then if they do, it's kind of easier, like you don't take them so seriously, right? It's like, oh, of course, these thoughts are coming up right now, because I'm in this time of my cycle. And this always happens. So I can just see them for what they are and know they're not really, you know, things I think. Yeah. Right. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love that you have that uh, module because I have that module as well in my program. But yes. Love Amazing. It. <laughs> I always love when people include self-compassion into their coaching. So that just makes me happy. Um, okay. So why don't we talk about your program then? I'd okay. love for you to share about it. Okay. So uh, currently my program is for women who experience PMDD specifically only. Um, The reason why I chose it, people always ask, um, because I believe the women with PMDD is is really underserved. People link it with PMS, but it's a whole different ballgame. Just to sum it up, it's a a 12-week program, and I focus on three main things. Uh, The first thing is trauma. Okay, so when we're in that premenstrual phase, a lot of women who experience PMDD have those intrusive thoughts. And it is my belief that when we're, um, if we remove those thoughts or the root cause of that thought, it will take away that feeling of not feeling enough or feeling like a bad mom and things like that, whatever it may be. And then we move on to the self-compassion plan. Also um, a family action plan because a lot of our families and our partners, they don't understand PMDD. They think it's like PMS. So I help them create a plan. So when you are going through it, your family will need to know like, okay, she's not feeling like herself today. This is her premenstrual detort syndrome. This is not how she really is. Her hormones, she has a sensitivity to the fluctuation of her hormones. So anything she say to me right now is not true. You know, I've had some women divorce their husbands or want to divorce their husbands, quit their jobs and all types of things in this phase. And then lastly, we move on to the menstrual cycle productivity, what I like to call it, and learning how to align those life and business tasks 
throughout the whole cycle to also reduce your period problems or your PMDD symptoms. So, Amazing. Um, yeah. So I actually, I'm not enrolling now. I'm enrolling in fall. My book out. <laughs> nice. So it's called Healing and Flow. Yeah. So that is to sum up my program. Right on. So, okay. So PMDD and PMS, do you want to, if anyone's listening right now and they're like, wow, yeah, I always thought, you know, that last phase of my cycle was really brutal compared to what my friends or family have told me it kind of was for them, right? Do you want to maybe differentiate the PMS versus PMDD and how someone can maybe tell if that's what they're struggling with and if they should be working with you? Yeah, so the main, so P, with PMDD, you're debil- the symptoms are debilitating. Like you, you can't function at all, like at all. So with PMS, you still can maybe walk your dog or still eat, but some women have suicidal thoughts. Now they don't think like, they may say like, um, the world may be better without me. My kids may be better without me. You know, I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's uncontrollable. It's rage at your family, your friends. If you're always fighting and you notice that you're doing it every single month and Doctors, unfortunately, has misdiagnosed a lot of women with bipolar disorder syndrome, but it's actually PMDD. No doubt. So some, yeah. yeah, when you go to your doctor, they may say, okay, you, you may have bipolar uh, syndrome, but it's not because a lot of doctors don't understand it. Or you may be gaslighted down to PMS or it's all in your head. So if you feel like that, if your pain is horrible, if you feel like, question like, you know, the world may... I may be better off somewhere else or everyone hates me. And it's not like, like you say, your friends. And if you're telling people and they be like, oh, no, then you should definitely uh, seek some help. It could be a period coach um, or it could be your doctor. Uh, for the women that I work with, um, they've already tried antidepressants. They've already tried uh, hormonal contraceptives and it didn't work for them. And we take a deep dive into healing trauma in my program um, versus conventional medicine. Although you can, if you want to, um, just the ladies that I've worked with, they've already went down that route and uh, they don't want to do it anymore. Right. There's so many women looking for those natural solutions. And just, again, kind of what we said earlier in the episode about turning within and doing that type of work. And it sounds like both you and I have that in common is guiding women within themselves so they can do that trauma type healing, whether it's, you know, period related or not. Right. So I love that you're putting that work out into the world and I also feel like so many women probably think they're dealing with PMS when it's actually PMDD Mm -hmm. like how often do you yeah yeah so there if you think that also I want to share uh, just google there's 11 symptoms and you can also self-diagnose yourself so you don't need a doctor to formally diagnose you if you meet five of 11 symptoms every single uh, cycle, then it's safe to say, yes, you have PMDD. The reason why I chose to work with it is before I decided to focus on PMDD specifically, I was helping women with the menstrual cycle alignment. And I noticed that their luteal phase, it will commonly be PMS. And I said, something's not right because 
she's not like the other ladies who have PMS. And we were just calling it PMS. So I went and I did research and I started talking to doctors and I started, because I'm from the medical field. So I started talking to other doctors and doing research. And I came across PMDD. And I saw that it was just recognized by the World Health Organization in 2019. So a lot of people didn't understand it. So I decided, you know, there was a lot of period coaches talking about eating and balancing hormones naturally, but I personally didn't see anyone focusing on PMDD or bringing awareness to it. So I decided, that, hey, I want to focus on this and help the woman. Although I don't have PM, PMDD, I understand trauma. Of course. So, and, and that's that is the type why, of work you were doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I look at it as like, hey, I don't have it, but I understand trauma and how it could be affecting you and showing up in the luteal phase of your menstrual cycle. Yeah. And I, you know how to help these women. So I love the work that you're doing. Where can people find you? So I have a community. If you don't mind, I can share it to them. Yeah. Um, okay. Away. Okay. So it's called PMDD and period tips for women entrepreneurs. And I can also give you the link. Um, it's a bit.ly link backslash join Tashe, T-A-S-H-E. I'm on Facebook, um, Tashe Allen, T-A-S-H-E-A-L-L-E-N. Um, I'm very active on Facebook um, because community is very important to me. I love the groups. So join me if you have any questions. It's a safe community for you to talk about anything. If you want to come in and say, I hate my husband today, I know that's not you talking. It's your PMDD talking. So we give our alter ego name or another name because we know it's not you. And it's, a, it's safe for you to rant in there, okay? We have a lot of ranting going on and a lot of love and a lot of self-compassion. Because like I said, you, you can't tell your friends this because they may not understand and people may label you something that you're not. And it's important uh, to feel safe and to regulate those emotions. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I will have all of your links in the show notes so people can just... Click on those and head over to your offerings. And I have one more question for you. And that is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Oh, my goodness. So for <laughs> me, unbreakable means having boundaries, having self-compassion, believing in yourself, and being authentic and true to your word. Love it. I can tell that you have all of those things in your life for sure. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful right question. Thank you for joining me this week. This was fun. Yes, 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 of course. 